Thank you for listening to our podcast from Crossroads, South Arkansas. I am teaching pastor David Preston Jr. I pray the words you hear today speak to you on a personal level and help bring you into a closer relationship with Jesus. Thanks again for joining us. We started a series last week about, uh, Hutch, will you get the lights for us, please? Started a, a series last week about uh, hearing God speak to us and the different ways that He can speak to us. And last week we talked about how God speaks to us through our thoughts and uh, how our thoughts can be driven by God, but at the same time can be driven by Satan. And it, it's very important that what we listen to and how we listen and we talked about the different ways to hear if what we're hearing is coming from god or coming from satan or if it's just coming from us if it's something that we're trying to manufacture on our own so we talked about thoughts today we're going to talk about how god can speak to us through natural ways and through supernatural ways um have you ever asked god for a sign like god if this is supposed to happen let this rock move from here to there Um, and you sit there and stare at that rock. Um, Maybe that's a crazy example, but we've asked God to do things like that, haven't we? I have. God, if this is supposed to happen, show me a sign. Show me something to let me know that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. And we talked last week about that situation in my life where I was praying for God to make something obvious, make it obvious what I'm supposed to do. And a door that I thought was opening got shut. And I talked about how that frustrated me because I thought that door was opening and I was sure that's what God was telling me to do. And then that door got shut in my face. And in my frustration, God looked at me and said, and I heard him say in my heart, you asked for something obvious. And the door was shut. It was obvious. You got exactly what you asked for. A lot of times we miss what God is telling us because we're so worried about the other things in our lives that we miss when He contacts us in natural or supernatural ways. How can He contact us through nature? How can He contact us through different aspects that we see every day? How can He contact us through the supernatural way? God has powers that we can't even comprehend. He can do things that don't make sense to us in any way, shape, or form. Things that we think we got figured out, we understand, are things that he doesn't even think twice about. Because of his supernatural power, because of what he can do. You know, we're going to look at some of these supernatural ways first, and then we'll come back to the natural ways that God speaks to us. But there's some things that happen in the Bible, and I'm not going to read through these all the way through uh, for the sake of time, but I gave you the scripture references so you can go back and see that. There's some different things that we did. Some of the supernatural ways that God has spoken to people in the Bible in Exodus chapter 3. And y'all have to forgive me because my cheat screen back there is not working right. So I'm going to have to look to the side a little bit or come back to my notes. But in Exodus chapter 3 verses 1 through 4, God spoke to Moses through a burning bush. Moses was taking a flock and took them deep into the wilderness. And as he's walking through, he looks and sees this bush on fire. And as he watches that bush, he realizes that it's not going away. It's not burning. It's just on fire that's staying there. And he says, I've got to go see that. So he starts walking towards it. And the voice of God came through that bush and said, don't come any closer. You're on holy ground. 
the voice of God came through a bush that was on fire. If that's not supernatural, I'm not real sure what is. If that's something that only God can do, if, they, if somebody else can do that, we're going to be paying admission to go watch it. Because that's something that doesn't make sense to us. That's something we can't do, something we can't comprehend. But God did it, and He told Moses that your people are going to be delivered. I've seen what they're going through. I've seen the bondage that they're in. I've seen the, the conditions that they're in, and I'm telling you, they're going to be okay. And he spoke through that burning bush. Another example. In uh, Judges chapter 6, verse 37, God spoke to Gideon through a fleece. Gideon had just been promoted, so to speak. He had just been lifted up into a high position. And he was asking God questions like we all do. And he was like, well, God, what about this? What about that? You ever got the what abouts or the what ifs? Well, Gideon was there. He's as high up as he can be. And he goes to God and he says, God, if this is supposed to happen, then let this fleece on the ground be soaking wet with dew while the grass is dry. <clears throat> let the grass be dry and let this fleece be soaking wet. So Gideon goes to sleep the next morning. He wakes up and he walks out to that piece of fleece on the ground. And sure enough, there's no dew on the grass. But when he picks up that fleece, the Bible says he ringed out or rang out. However, he squished it and a whole bowl of water came out of it. There was no dew on the ground, but that fleece was full of water. So Gideon, being the great Christian he was, said, God, thank you very much. Thanks for that sign. He said, no, God, forgive me, but i got to ask one more time. Tomorrow morning, I want to come out here and do be covered in water and that fleece be dry. And if you do that, then I'll believe. Have we ever done that before? God showed me a sign and he shows you the sign and you say, okay, God, one more. One more. One more. Because we're relying on our beliefs rather than the beliefs or what God has shown us. The prayers that he's actually answered. Well, Gideon did the same thing. God, make the grass wet this time and the fleece dry. So he goes to sleep, wakes up the next morning, walks out to the fleece. The grass is covered in dew. And he picks up the fleece and there's not a drop of dew on. God answered his prayer and spoke to him without words, but told him exactly what he wanted to hear through a piece of fabric. A piece of fleece. In Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 5, he spoke to Saul through a bright light. Saul had just sent letters to governors and to the people, to the leaders, and said, I'm going to go travel, and if I find anybody who's a Christian, I'm going I'm to take them in. I'm going to arrest them. Men, women, it didn't matter. And he's going on this journey, and as he's traveling, this bright light shows up. And a voice speaks from him. And Saul says, Who are you, Lord? See, when God speaks to you, you know who it is. See, Saul wasn't even one of his children at that time. He was one of his creation, but he wasn't one of his yet in terms of salvation. But he still knew God's voice, the voice spoke and he said, who are you, Lord? And the voice came back and said, I am Jesus, the one you persecute. 
the people that were around Saul heard the voice too and couldn't figure it out because all they saw was this bright light and a voice coming out of it. They were trying to figure out where the voice was coming from. The Bible says they were looking around, but when Saul lifted his eyes, he was blind. He couldn't see. But God then told him exactly where to go and the directions to place. When we have challenges in our lives or we want needing things in our lives, needing God to speak to us, He tells us exactly what to do. We just have to listen. We have to be paying attention to Him. The last one here, uh, Numbers chapter 22, verses 1 through 35. Again, I'm not going to read this, but this is a good one. This is a good one. Balaam was trying to do what God wanted him to do. But he had other people coming to him, talking to him, saying, we need to do this. And God would tell him, don't do that. Or do this, don't do that, do this. And finally they came to him and said, they said, I mean, they brought out the, the greeting crowd. The, they rolled out the red carpet for him. And finally God said, you go and follow them, but only do exactly what I tell you to do. But it still kind of aggravated God. And he went and Balaam got on his donkey and started riding. And as they were riding, an angel of the Lord with his sword pulled appeared in the road. Balaam didn't see him, but the donkey did. And it ran off the road into the ditch. Balaam got his whatever he used and started to beat the donkey because it wasn't doing right. And the donkey started walking again and they came to this narrow passageway and the angel of the Lord showed up again and the donkey veered off to the side so hard that it crushed or it, it smashed Balaam's foot up against the wall between the donkey and it hurt him. So what did Balaam do? He started to beat that donkey again. And then they traveled on more and they got to a point where the donkey couldn't run away, the donkey couldn't get by, the angel of the Lord was there. The donkey saw it and it fell to the ground. And Balaam took his stick and started to beat the donkey again. And the Bible says that donkey turned and looked at him and said, why are you beating me? Now folks, if I'm ever beating a donkey and it turns and looks at me and says, why are you beating me? There's not gonna be a conversation. I'm gone, I'm out. All right, y'all. When I read this story, I can't help but think of Donkey from Shrek and it turned around, why are you beating me? I, that's, that's the way I see it in my head because I'm crazy. And now y'all will too, every time you read that. But I hear the voice of Shrek or Donkey from Shrek saying this, but can you imagine a donkey turn around and look at you and start talking? And it says, why are you beating me? And the craziest thing about it, and this is how you know God was involved, the Bible, the very next verse after the donkey speaks to Balaam, Balaam replies and just answers, well, because you did this to me. You tried to hurt me. You messed me up. He didn't say, why are you talking to me? He just started talking back to it. That man's a little crazy himself. But they hold a conversation. And the donkey ends up telling them the reason that I did all the things I did was I was protecting you from the angel with the sword. Because if I had went by him, he would have killed you. And I protected you. And about that time, the angel appears and Balaam sees him for the first time. And he realizes, I didn't see the trouble that was in front of me, but God used a donkey that could talk to save my life. 
supernatural. Supernatural. Parents that have kids, when your kids say that first word, it's one of the best days of your life. Then about two years later, when they don't stop talking, you're like, can we go back? When they couldn't talk. When they hear things and just automatically repeat it, which happened in our house yesterday with a four-year-old twin. TV show was on and a word was said that should not have been said. And she just said the word loud. <coughs> You're like, no, you can't say that. Well, that man on TV said it. And they're like, yeah, he's a bad guy. You have to justify these things or, or let them realize what they should or should not be saying. But I, I say all this to say the joy that we feel when our child talks to us, when someone talks to us, when somebody tells us what we're wanting to hear, when somebody tells us what we need to hear, we take great joy in that and hearing that voice. When you've been gone for a long time, and it's a lot easier now because of cell phones. Uh, I, I remember when I went to Australia and I was there for 30 days, we can communicate by email, but phone calls, I think in those 30 days, I have to make about two phone calls. Um, so when you get back and you hear your family's voice, it's comforting to get to hear. And when we hear that voice, when we hear what God is saying to us, it changes everything. Because if my kids can bring comfort through what they say, Imagine the comfort you can feel when you hear what God is saying to you. When you pray to Him for a specific answer and He gives you that specific answer, the comfort that it can bring is supernatural. You can't describe it, what it is. You know, talking about the, the donkey, you don't hear many examples What, for instance, when's the last time you heard of a bush talking that was on fire? The Bible. Last time you heard of a donkey talking to somebody? It was the Bible. You don't hear many instances of that anymore. And I caught myself wondering why. You know, why, why is that? Is that God that performed those miracles still the same God that's here today? Um... So why don't we hear or see examples, not me personally, why don't we see more examples than that? And you know, I think one of the things is kind of due to the times. Um, if I went up to my family and said I was riding the donkey and it started talking to me, I would be put in an institution. Um, they wouldn't even question it. Um, so there's things that go on today that probably limit that. But I say that to say this, we limit ourselves. We don't look to hear from God the way that maybe they did back in those days. We all have devices in our pockets that can find the answer to any question in about half a second. 
And when you have that, why do you need God? How many times have you had a problem in your life where you pulled out your phone and started looking for the answer rather than falling on your knees? <clears throat> Excuse me. And praying to God. I'm guilty of that. Maybe we don't seek Him as hard as the Old Testament people sought Him. Or maybe we don't seek Him as hard as some of the New Testament people saw Him. But then there's times when we do bad enough, He's going to find us. Just like He did with Saul. He's going to reach out and find us and bring us back. You know, so God speaks in a lot of ways in the, in the supernatural, but He also speaks to us in the natural way as well. And we're going to look at some of that today <clears throat> right quick. We're going to start in John chapter 12, verses 27 through 30. And I'm going to try to keep up with this on the screen so you can see it. It says, now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Yeah. God speaks in the natural way too. Now you're going to sit there and think, well, Jesus is sitting here talking and a voice comes out. That's supernatural. Yeah, it is. But it's in the natural way too because Jesus is predicting his death at this time. This is the end of when he's predicting that he's going to die, that he's going to be crucified. And it was a difficult thing. If you read that scripture, you can hear the emotion in his voice. You can feel the emotion because he knew what was coming. He knew what was going to be coming. And then in verse uh, 27, it said, my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? He knew. And I'm troubled. Should I ask God to save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. So, Father, bring glory to your name. He knew why he was coming. He was troubled because of what was coming. But he knew that's the reason he came. And so for everything he's going for, going through, he asked, Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name, and I will do so again. I've already brought glory to my name and I'm going to do it again. That verse is just as true today for your situation as it was for Jesus when this was said. Whatever you're going through today, ask God to bring glory to his name and he's going to tell you I already have, but it's going to happen again. Yes. That's just as true today as it was then. God's brought glory to his name already. And whatever you're going to, he's going to do it again. You have to listen and you have to be willing to follow the directions. Jesus followed the directions even until death. He knew what was coming. A lot of times we don't know what's coming. But there's specific plan that God has for us. And we just have to be in tune with him to hear that. I've already brought glory to my name. I will do it again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder. Natural. That's something from nature. Some heard the voice and just thought it was thunder. 
others thought an angel spoke. Have you ever looked at nature and just realized there has to be a God? Yes. You ever looked at things and said, there's no way this just bumped together and happened? We watched a couple weeks ago as that rocket lifted off and went into space carrying those astronauts and the United States was back in space and it was a cool thing to watch. And the higher that rocket ship got, you could start to see on the cameras the curve of the earth as it left the atmosphere. And those folks are in space right now in a highly sophisticated hunk of metal floating around at 17,000 miles an hour. And the sun looks just as far away from there as it does from here. The stars are just as far away from there as it is from here. But if they went just a little bit further, they could land on the moon. And one day, they're going to get in another hunk of metal and somehow fall all the way into the ocean and prayerfully be okay. And you can say, well, man made all those ships, but God told man how to make those ships. Because our knowledge, our wisdom, does have an end where God's doesn't. There are problems and issues that we can't solve as hard as we try. We can't solve them. We have to rely on God. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Flip over there right quick. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Sorry, I've already talked through this and I told y'all my cheat screen was broken. So let me move on to this one. In Romans 1.18 it says, But God, sorry, but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. I'm sorry if I got behind there, but forever <clears throat> since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. That's what you look outside, you can see everything you need to see about God. You can see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, in his divine nature. God can speak to us without even saying a word. Because if the God who can cause that tree to grow and take care of it and let it grow, provide nourishment, provide the water, if he cares that much about a tree, imagine how much he cares about me. You can see it. And too many times we get caught in our own burdens and our own problems and we feel like nobody cares for us at all. 
And all you have to do is look outside and see the bird flying around that knows how to build its nest. To see the worms, a worm, a nasty worm, but even it knows how to dig down and find exactly what it needs. Nobody trained that worm to do that. It knows. Because even the littlest things, God told what to do. Or God did that. And how to do it. So God can speak to us through nature. He can show us exactly what He wants from us. What He has for us. We've been able to see those invisible qualities of God from creation. I, I can't help but think of this saying, and I, I try not to use it, but I, I can't. You ever heard that old saying, you can't see the forest for the trees? A lot of times we miss God's creation because of everything we've created. Just like you miss the forest because of the trees, we miss what God created for us because of everything we've created in our lives. Be careful. He's speaking to us. And when you feel alone, all you have to do is look and see what He has for us. The last part of that verse says this, there's no excuses for not knowing Him. No excuses. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you feel like God's needing to tell you, what God's needing to share with you, if you're not hearing it, there's not an excuse for it. Because He's speaking to you. He's talking to you. There's no excuse for not knowing Him. Those signs we talked about earlier that if you ask God for, if you ask God to do something specific and it doesn't happen, does that mean he's not speaking to you? No. That just means you've created something that's keeping you from seeing his creation. You've created your own way out instead of listening to the directions that God has for us. Sometimes he doesn't, well, I'm going to venture to say most of the time, he doesn't want us making a deal with him. He just wants us to listen. And he's got the plans for us. Don't create. Dad always had a saying. He said, don't borrow problems. And when I was younger, that didn't make any sense to me. But as I get older, we find a way to worry about things that don't really matter. That don't have any impact on today. And by worrying about it, we're creating stress in our own lives and we're borrowing problems that might not ever even happen anyway. A lot of times when we're making deals with God, we're trying to fix a way to take away those problems that we brought on ourselves. And God's speaking to us the whole time. We have a way. God can speak through nature. I'm going to show you this picture. I saw this, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, and I just sit there and stared at it. This picture is from Pensacola Beach, Florida, taken a day or two ago. Now, this guy didn't take this picture with his iPhone. I can promise you that. But I want you to see this, and hopefully it's, it's big enough that you can see. That guy standing on the beach took a picture, 
at Pensacola Beach, not far away. You can drive there in just a few hours and you can see the galaxy from the beach. You can see the Milky Way. Look at all the stars. Can you see them? I hope y'all can see that. And I just stared at that picture for a couple minutes. And then I sent, it, sent a picture of it to my wife. She was so amazed by it, she didn't even reply to it. So I don't know, that might've been the twins that had her busy at that time. But I looked at this picture and I was thinking about the preparation I had made for this sermon. And that part where it says, we sing God. And I look at this picture and I'm just like, that is, there's not words. That's it. There's not words to describe it. Our minds can't describe what we see in that picture. He knows all those stars from Every one of them. He placed them. Placed them exactly where they are. And you see that galaxy there through the middle and somehow we fit in the middle of that. And people want to tell me the two atoms bumped together and that happened. Come on, man. How great is that? It's just... I, there's just no words. But the God that hung every one of those stars in those places, that created that galaxy with one word, cares more about me than he does anything I can see in that picture. He cares more about you than anything you can see in that picture. He created everything in that picture for you. Yes. And as beautiful as we think that is, He did it for us. How beautiful does He think you are? He did that for you. He did that for you. Don't tell me He can't speak to you. Don't tell me He can't find a way to get word to you. Don't tell me that if he needs to have a donkey to you, that donkey's going to talk. And it's going to sound just like it was on Shrek. <clears throat> or maybe not. But that would be so cool. We serve a supernatural God who's done many natural things. And He loves you in a way that we can't even describe. Next time you hear thunder, next time you need rain and it starts to pour, next time you're hungry and a meal is provided for you, Next time you see a brother needing help and you help him. <clears throat> Next time you see somebody needing prayer and you pray for him. 
that's what God's trying to tell you. Thanks again for joining our podcast today. If you're in South Arkansas, we'd love to have you visit us. If you'd like more information on our church, please visit us on Facebook or our YouTube channel at Crossroads South Arkansas. I pray that as God pours his love and grace over you, it overflows onto those around you. God bless from Crossroads. Crossroads.